This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia, The Labor Show. With Jay Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is a special edition of The Labor Show with Jay Doc, Krause, and John Doherty. Saturday night, everyone, and good evening. Welcome into the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Of course, this is the John Doherty Hour as we come to you on this Memorial Day weekend, a weekend where we remember the fallen, a weekend where we appreciate our freedom, and a weekend where we remember the families of those who died serving the United States. J-Doc, I welcome you into our live Memorial Day uh, broadcast. We'll bring the host of the show, John Doherty, in uh, for just a moment. But first, let me welcome you into the show, sir. How are you? I'm great, Joe. It's uh, great to be here. And like you said, on this Memorial Day weekend, of course, labor, our synergy with, with um, you know, our military and, and, uh, and, and our appreciation for those who gave all and their families. Uh, you know, it's just at the top of our list. And we we send our love and thoughts and prayers out to everybody and our thanks to all those who've served. So uh, definitely a big weekend and obviously a big show. Well done, well stated, Jay Doc, the leader of the band, John Doherty, the leader of the John Doherty Hour, every Saturday night live uh, from 7 to 8 p.m., jumps into the conversation. Uh, John, my good friend, welcome in on a Saturday night, sir. What's up, guys? And... Uh... A little bit of a sloppy Memorial Day weekend, but let's try to brighten it up for everybody for having a nice solid hour of some good communication about the labor movement. And, uh, of course, you know, you guys started off with this being Memorial Day weekend. And I don't know of any more ultimate, you know, sacrifice that you can make for our nation than to serve it in war or in protecting us from war. I mean, it's just amazing, you know, and the building trades are involved in every angle. Okay, when when guys get home from the uh, Veterans Center of Fourth Street to you know, all the memorials to other opportunities like hard hats, helmets, the hard hats uh, programs in which we try to help our veterans get decent jobs in the building trades. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, and no doubt about that, John. And the one thing that you uh, stated there, which is a hundred percent spot on, uh, the union and the building trades are all over every aspect of it i call it 360 degrees of impact uh and that is the truth um i want the audience to know that i know you know that um and on a day and on a weekend when uh you know we'll hand out or put out 1500 flags to those fallen uh you know around the country and a lot more than that will be will be laid out 
Um, just indeed, uh, indeed, well stated. A, 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 a great weekend to remember those that have fallen. Yeah, I just I, I can't say enough, you know. And you go down, and we get asked to, to help, you know, put together a memorial. And then you look at the wall, and then you realize how many people, you know, from high schools in this community, neighborhoods in this community, you know, who have lost their lives defending us through many wars, from you know Korea and Vietnam, and the most recent wars. And it's it's amazing. And again, you know, we're, we're spoiled brats. My era, you know, we thank God we live in peaceful times. But I can't think of any greater contribution than to get a letter saying you've been drafted and go serve as a young man, you know, to represent your country. I, that's just it, you know. I mean, there's people that say, oh, uh, I know myself. I consider, I, I don't consider myself a tough guy, but I consider myself old man all the time. And, you know, when you get that letter, that you had to shake your legs with your kids saying, hey, you're ready to go. You know, you're getting drafted. You know, it's just amazing. And can't thank people enough for what they've done. You know, and I hope we never forget what they've done for us. And, you know, as long as I'm around, we won't. So whenever any veteran organization or any veteran, you know, needs anything from the Philadelphia building trades, you know, they're going to have complete access. And, you know, John, having said that, um, what you know, uh, uh, dealing, if you look at a high-rise building when it's done, what's at the top of that building? The American flag. Um, you know, the American flag is the uh, – it's, um, it, it's almost like a symbol of our union community. And it's, it, so the synergy and, and how many members in our unions are, are veterans, uh, children of veterans, and, of course, those families who lost loved ones uh, fighting for our freedom. We just, we just can't say enough about how much we appreciate you. And, and of course, this is a, a celebratory weekend, everybody. It's the beginning of summer, but we never forget the true meaning of it and the appreciation we have for it. And like you said, Vietnam Memorial, or any, anything that has to do with veterans, our union community is right out there in front. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's what we're all about. And so, and John, you're at the top of that list, obviously. It's, you know, you wear that on your sleeve, just like all of our members. So, um, so having said that, and we're going to get more into that, because this, this is a special Memorial Day uh, show, Memorial Day weekend show, uh, there's some things going on around the city of Philadelphia um, that are somewhat alarming. Uh, you had mentioned, and we had talked about earlier, um, what's going on over there at Steakhouse 48? Well, listen, they have a history. You know, their discriminatory actions are well documented. You know, we've had protests there since the day they opened. You know, they had an incident in Chicago. Uh, where a pregnant African-American woman and her mom got turned away for a, supposedly a dress code violation, only to watch in shock as a white guy looked like he just got done golfing 18 holes in shorts, sneakers, and uh, a baseball hat got seated immediately. So, you know, I mean, that's not uh, something that happens at an isolated event. I mean, that, that seems to be a policy, an undocumented you know, policy, and I know there was a lot of pushback in Chicago. When they came to Philadelphia, there was a lot of apprehension. But, again, you know how it is, and uh, this is just not a union, non-union issue. You know, in the process, we watch people. Again, if you match up restaurants that were built on Broad Street and take a look at the amount of uh, wage tax that was contributed, I would imagine that job would be on the bottom of the pole. Why would that be? I would believe there's a lot of the underground economy in play there. You know, we had a video 
a kid who looked like he was around 12 years old carrying a piece of conduit into the building, and not for one hour, for eight hours, and, you know, more than one day. So, you know, I said from day number one, I said uh, uh, there's a lot of great steakhouses and restaurants in Philadelphia. You know, you don't need, you know, to go to one that comes into Philadelphia with an attitude, comes into Philadelphia skirting the rules. You know, if you skirt the rules in the construction of the building, the odds are you skirt the rules in the kitchen, too. And now, and now you look at, you know, it really hasn't taken off. And now they put together a $100 minimum and a mandatory dress code. You know, it's, it's, that smells of elitism. It smells of classism. You know, and of course, somewhere along the line, you know, it doesn't just have to be a black issue. It could be a white issue. And it could be people in the neighborhood I grew up in, you know, to go to a, a restaurant of that magnitude would have to be a special event anyway. It have to be a birthday, an anniversary, something along them lines. But then to put minimums on, you know, what you can spend and what you have to wear, I mean, it's ridiculous. And uh, I think the people of Philadelphia, there was a, uh, there was, I noticed that a very active, in fact, you know, he's involved in a political process, but he's also more of an activist, especially when it comes to reference to guns and jobs, is a, a gentleman by the name of Anton Moore. And I've seen he went absolutely berserk over it. You know, and he took the social media, and he's getting a ton of responses. So, I, I, you know, I expect uh, this State 48 someday to uh, wind up being another steakhouse. I can't see, uh, I can't see it surviving with that type of mentality and that type of history. It's the John. Yeah, it's the John. He's like a track record. Go ahead, Joe. It's the John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, good conversation coming up on the other side of the break. Uh, Mike Barnes will uh, jump into the conversation, uh, John, and I know that um, you are um, very, very excited to um, finally be able to see, feel, and welcome some more normalcy back to events. The Sixers uh, will play uh, their next home game in the play, in this playoff run uh, in front of a full house uh, down at the Wells Fargo Center. And that is just the beginning uh, of um, what will begin to open up venues uh, and get things back to normalcy. I, listen, Michael Barnes has such a big role in this town that most people have no idea. You ever talk about them, you know, they say it's one of the town's best kept secrets. He literally is. You know, he's been at the forefront of making sure that the hospitality committee, uh, the hospitality community is, fits into the, 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 uh, the concert venues across the country, the special events across the country, job opportunities across the country. Everybody who you know, has anything to do with any of these big concert halls or any of these smaller locations, okay, Michael is, is in the middle of helping them get back to work. And, again, I, I've said it one time. I'm, I'm going to say it ten times. There was little light shows that popped up for the holidays outside the, spec, outside the uh, uh, Wells Fargo Center and things like that. Michael had his fingerprints all over that. I've been in at least four conversations where Michael's had the leaders of Live Nation, the national leaders, the people who put together these concerts on the beach, the people who are going to fill up every concert hall and stadium in sight the minute this country opens up for good. 
okay? Michael Barnes had me on the conversation with him. He's been at the forefront of lobbying the mayor, lobbying the governor, and everybody, okay, will tell you, when you get a call from Michael, you know it's about, hey, I got another show that wants to come. When are we going to be opened up? Or I need a, a tax credit, you know, a film tax credit, something that will allow us to build more movies in this region, okay? And not just in Philadelphia, in the surrounding areas. You know, there's a nice place up in Chester County that are doing a tremendous amount of activity right now. They need to compete. Michael's at the forefront. You know, Sharon Pinkinson and her crowd have been, you know, since early, you know, Mayor Randall have been, you know, promoting all the things that Michael does every day without the fanfare that goes with the press conferences and things like that. Just does a great job. And it's one of the reasons why Philadelphia will fill up all these holes quickly is Michael and his relationship nationally. You know, it started with people like Peter Luco, who used to be very active in the Flyers organization and now is a national player. People like John Page, who started in this region, is also a national player. These people are like Michael's best friends. He has the ability to get them on speed dial and get, get a big show in town. All he needed to do was to continue to pound the mayor's front door, the governor's front door, and all the people associated with the hospitality industry. He's right there. I mean, Michael, his efforts fill up hotels which employ all type of people. It's the Labor Show on a Saturday night, the John Doherty Hour. We'll take our first commercial break. On the other side of the break, Mike Barnes will join us back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on the John Doherty Hour as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, hour number two of the Labor Show. J-Doc, all yours, brother. I'll toss it back to you and John. I, I, when, when, when John talks about Mike Barnes and, and the city uh, running and all of our events, you just can't help but to think about the parkway and everything that's going on. But how proud we are of the job they did uh, during this pandemic when things were really difficult. Uh, John, if you would... Uh, introduce Mike because no one knows the job he does better than you. Well, if you take a good look at all the major events that have occurred from over, I guess, two decades ago, the Republican National Convention, all the way up to the Democratic National Convention, okay, people say, well, how does that affect me? You'd be shocked for about four nights. The whole world looks at the city of Philadelphia. Okay, I mean, they, they zoom in to the Schuylkill River. They talk about all the boat, rows, uh, boat shows we have there. They talk about all the races we have there. Then you zoom and you look at the art museum. And then you start to look at all the other museums we have, okay, in Philadelphia. And then you start to talk about the restaurants. They zoom in on one, and then they talk about it. And then they talk about the cheesesteaks and, and on and on and on. All these events are get us millions and millions of dollars of free marketing. And that's why, you know, some of the major magazines and some of the major people in the, in the hospitality industry and the travel industry said that Philadelphia was one of the top two or three places to visit the year prior to COVID. And Michael's involved in everything that's occurred. 
He's been involved in the Pope's visit. He's been involved in all the political conventions. He's been in, he's involved in all the drafts. And, you know, we all recognize the NFL drafts. It's on the Parkway. It's all over TV. But we also don't, in the last five, six, seven years, we had the NHL draft here. And even though it gets less fanfare, okay, Michael had people. He hosted events. He had people from all over the country. I remember he introduced me to some guy from Tim Horton's Coffee, who's pretty synonymous with the NHL. You know, was looking to start opening up places in Philadelphia. So these events lead to not only hospitality jobs and hotel and restaurant jobs and bartender and chambermaid jobs, but eventually they lead to building trades jobs, and they lead to a bigger, brighter city. I can name 10 other events, you know, and I watch Michael do this. But I've also watched Michael become more than Philadelphia. I've watched him on a national stage, okay, be, be someone who's listened to and documented. He just got promoted. He's like he's like this really big deal in in the IIT International now. You know, what I mean, but and I mean, he's helping. You know, he's he, he's a laying out the future of hospitality as it pertains to their union. You know, it's a shame that we lost him. He's got you know he's still you know here most of the time, but I mean his mind is all over the country rather than just in Philadelphia and the surrounding suburbs. So you know, with no further ado. One of the best kept secrets we have in Philly, Michael Barnes. Jan, thank you very much. Kind words all the time. They're 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 somewhat embarrassing when you do that, but thank you. And and actually, our partnership is is really what made a lot of this success. I just want to just focus on. And you said there's multitude events, but just one event in particular, Made in America, that just announced this week that they were coming back. If you recall, it was a couple of years ago because there was some issues with the neighborhood and stuff like that. They were going to move the concert down to another location. And Jay-Z got involved, and it was it was a lot to do in the, in the papers. But the real secret was, John, I called you up, you called the mayor up, and you got him to keep that show on the parkway. That show alone is the fifth biggest employer for the IATSE local eight stagehands and, and a big portion of the Teamsters and the IBWs down there. For both for us, for our local in particular, it's huge. And I can tell that story 10 times over. The most recent one, if I have time, is what you just did in the last four weeks. Not for Philadelphia, but for something that resonated through the entire entertainment industry. Like you said, I got a promotion. I'm, I'm working for the international right now. A lot of the guys we work with across the country are Philadelphia-based. They came out of the, uh, the, 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 the Snyder tree, right, the Flyer Street back in the day, before Comcast there was Prism. And then Comcast and the Flyers, and then Luco was there with Oakview Group, and you have, uh, you know, SMG that was out of Conshohocken, and you have a big active Live Nation group. All these guys are national players. So when I was playing on a national level to open up the country, not the city, John, the country, we couldn't open up the country unless the Northeast opened up. Because a typical tour will do 35 cities. Twelve of those cities are in the Northeast quarter, from, from Boston down to Philadelphia. And without those 12 cities, there's not enough profit to do the show. I called you up. You got Philadelphia opened. You got it open in June. And that's what started the rock and roll industry for the entire country. I'm telling you, brother, that's the truth. Hey, Joe, just so you know, Michael, what Michael's telling you is that we got some good relationships. There's a guy, Jeff Gordon. 
he is like the main guy at Live Nation. Okay, and, and you take a look. You can't have the Met on North Broad Street without Live Nation. And when you get Jeff and you get Live Nation and you get all these other entities, we start to get Jay-Z. We start to get some of the really hot groups. We get some of the great rap groups, some of the country groups. Take a look at some of the first shows that were announced. Okay, of course, you know, you know my family's favorite. It's Celie's favorite. She's uh, a whole and oats groupie even up until this day. She can tell you that August 7th they're coming to Philadelphia. She already wants to call Michael and make sure her tickets are well prepared for her to, you know, get in and out. Uh, <laughs> if you take a look, you take Blake Shelton, you took Jimmy Buffett. Everybody's coming back, man. I just touched on, like, five different genres of, of, of music and people. I mean, you talk about a good time. Go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. You know, go to, go to Made in America, okay, up on the parkway, and you listen to 20 groups that are great. Four or five rap groups that are good. A lot of emerging stars, you know. And look, you know. You, and, and, and you know what's amazing, John? I mean, you know, I always think, uh, you know, obviously we talk about the Parkway and, and, and the great things that happen. The most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life, the NFL was amazing. But And I'll ask Mike Barnes to comment on this, but when the Pope came, it was like building a, an actual city. Uh, you know, and it's just just a fan asking you this question. Was that was that the biggest event we've ever done here? No, the NFL draft was the biggest by far. Yeah, wow. yeah. The Pope was bigger in a geographical footprint, but the uh, the production standpoint, the NFL draft was the biggest. And but you know, we always focused on those those high profile events. But you take a show like like Light Fair or True Value or Natural Foods, which we just booked for how long, John? 10, 20 years? They're bigger. Jump in, Michael, the They're fair bigger for us than that for those special level. events. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, Mike, talk about the optimism right now that everything's coming back. I mean, you guys, well, yeah, I'm so, I'm, I admire you so much because you've never been more active when things were uh, even the mo- at its most difficult point. Um, and now things are coming back. Talk about the optimism uh, of, of everybody in, in the union um, now that, that, you know, obviously, you know, the, 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 the uh, regulations are lighting up next week. And uh, I know that, like Johnny said, the shows are happening. Talk about that. So there's three big sectors. You got your, your touring Broadway sector, which is ready to go. They're going to start in September. They'll, they'll touch some, some bases in the summertime, but the tours are going out. And the Kimmel Center will hit hit hard with Hamilton uh, in October to kick off the season. The ballets, the operas will follow. Uh, the rock and roll is right now in a flux. They're not sure whether they're going to come out in 21 real big, but there's going to be a lot of shows. They're not sure if it's going to be full-blown or not. But they had sold out at 125% right before COVID. Only uh, 15% of people asked for their money back on their tickets. 85% of the tickets that were sold pre-COVID are still being held by the fans. So they got to go back and do those shows. Then they got to book their 2020 shows and 2021. They're saying by the the season of 2022, we're going to be at 250% capacity for every venue in the United States. Awesome. And then the trade shows are right behind. Hey, Mike, Mike, you do you do it all, okay? And you know, Joe Doc knows he's a he's a Roman Catholic kid, Roxburgh kid. Uh, he he, look, you know, you're conditioned to think that the Pope is the best show, okay? It's just the way it is, you know. <laughs> you you want to you, uh, you want to be in that area. You want to you want to get close to the Pope. 
you know, and uh, it was it was tremendous, and it was our guys were great, and the chair that the carpenters did, you know, was amazing, and the chair that the pieces that you did during that deal was amazing. It was just such a gigantic show, and it felt draft. I mean, that, you know, that was cool. It was it was it was ESPN. It was Showtime. It was you know, you name it. We had a cooking that night and, and around the area. And, and and people don't understand that them drafts bring in big people, big players. They bring in guys that are bringing a hot, you know, not only the great rock and roll star, but the next big boxer or the MMA or something. But every one of them shows is good for about five to seven big more shows in this area. You know, there's a reason they just don't come here. They come here because you got restaurants. They come here because you have money. They come here because you you're in a region like you said where there's a ton of other activity. You know, and you got you know you can finish a concert here and go down and watch Hamilton. You know, right after the summer. You know, you got a million things going to be cooking around here, and your guys and people in the building trades do all these shows. You know, the Teamsters they have a significant role. The Riggers, everybody has a role. You would never know. You walk in a convention center or a concert hall. Okay, you watch uh, these shows are magnificent. Man. You have live fireworks shows inside an enclosed building. And you do it and and and, and and having said that, Mike, what you know through this tragedy, you know this this incredibly tough year, and to be able to hold everybody together and do the things that you've been able to do, uh, and to come out the other side uh, intact and and stronger than ever. What what has that taught you? What what have you learned from your from your union members and and uh, everything as a whole? What it taught me was, Joe, is to make sure that you pay attention to the to, to everything, which includes your political activism, because if it wasn't for some of those stimulus packages, that unemployment uh, additions, and you know that that last election in Georgia, and everything we did here, uh, we would have been on the rocks. You know, getting that Cobra uh, assistance for people who still don't have their insurance was huge. Uh, get in the 501c5s, include it with the PPP, small business uh, loan program, just this last time, uh, was a lifesaver for countless entertainment. And it's not just IATSE. There's HERA, the hotel you know, workers that are represented, people who have not been working for the last 15 months really, really benefited from that. So, so that was one thing. Just one other thing. You mentioned Jeff Gordon. Uh, from Live Nation. He just got a promotion too, John. He's now their president from Connecticut all the way down to Virginia, runs the whole East Coast. Here's a guy that won't op- will open up a venue every two years in Philly and is committed that he will not open them up without opening up union from start to finish. Build it and operate it as a union facility. One of the few cities in the United States that Live Nation can do that. That's one of the reasons I think I'm in the promotion I'm getting because we're trying to export our density that we have in Philly, our union density around the country. Yeah, but, Mike, it's, it's deeper than that, okay? People don't get it. I mean, look, as much as we can say, look, I know Michael has been on stage, okay, with Kenny Chesnick. I know Michael, Ka- uh, Carrie Underwood, Meek Mill, okay, ZZ Top, ACDC, Metallica. Okay, Michael's been either backstage or knows all these guys. And despite all that fanfare and all the big plays from Hamilton down to Phantom of the Opera, they all come and meet with Michael. Besides that, he was out on a bus going around making sure people had got registered to vote. He was after the election. He was riding around town trying to get people to support the stimulus bill. There were days where it was only him and three people 
riding down both, up Broad Street from north all the way down to south with only three people helping him that day. So, you know, that's one of the things you got to like about him and you got to like a region. So, I mean, on any given day, you know, you call any of these guys. Imagine Mike, Mike Barnes will say, oh, yeah, you know, he, he, and they'll tell you, oh, he's tough. He makes us hire union workers or there's 80,000 people sitting on the sidelines right now waiting for the Philadelphia hospitality industry, okay, to open up. We're not looking to create new jobs. We're looking to create the jobs that we had established working with, with a lot of people in the faith-based community, in the political community, and, of course, in the Philadelphia building trades to put tons of people to work. You know, I was at many. I've been at, down at Michael's Hall. I've been at the William Miller's Hall, okay, where people were teaching people hospitality issues to laborers, ran courses, okay, on how to deal with people, okay? There's, it's, a, it's a comprehensive game plan does a great job. There's 80,000 people. This week there's a meeting, and again, the commitment of mayor, you want to know why we're going to open up and why we're going to be back in the top five, because the mayor wants us to be there. You know, yeah, this isn't a political thing. Okay, we've, luck, we've, we've had three good mayors. You don't have to like their politics. You don't have to like their party, okay? And, and you know how they say uh, they're not my complexion, but they're my kind. Well, that nonsense goes out the window. These guys are friends of working people. Randell started it. John Street was staunch trying to make that convention center work. And next week there's a simple convention center meeting at the Philadelphia Convention Center with a lot of the people who have a stake. And who's going to be there? The mayor's going to be there. The mayor's going to be there to find out what the heck they need. Okay, and what do we have to do to get ourselves back? I I think it's like Conde, uh, Travel, whatever the magazine was, had us number three, okay, as the number three place you want to go for hospitality, you want to bring your event, you want to visit, you want to eat, you want to stay more than one night, okay, 80,000 jobs are on the sideline. Most unions. You know, John, they, they're always quick to uh, to point at the unions and, and you know, for, for, for the reasons they do, right? But in this situation coming out of COVID, because they laid off the entire industry, the non-union contractors basically laid off their workers and didn't, didn't, didn't follow up. Where the union, we maintain their benefits. We maintain their health care throughout the entire process. Uh, you know, we did a, a mutual assist program. We did, uh, you know, CARES for reach, outreach for training. Coming back into the industry, the biggest conversation that's going with all the big, big times across the country is, you know, do you have enough people to, to, to turn this industry on at 250%? And the only people that do right now, John, are the unions. We have the training in. We have the, we, we've kept in contact with our people. And as a result, the organizing opportunities are going to be numerous. Now, the good thing here, you know and I know, our density in Philly is highest in the country. With with unions, so you know we're down to we're down to organize the beer and shot clubs in Philly. So there's not much left to do. The good part is that we got Joe Kraus and Jay Doc, who have a show each week that talk about this stuff. Nobody talks about this or writes about it. Okay, nobody talks about our relationships. You know, as we we started off with our veterans, nobody talks about all the things that you have done during the pandemic, as well as all the other trades. Nobody's talking about how beautiful that flower show's looking, okay, down at the Roosevelt Lakes, okay? We were down there the other day. You know, that's, that's another, you know, 
a feather in the cap of the Philadelphia Building Trades. Okay, we're, we're putting together a show down. The flower show is going to be knocked out. Okay, and that's down there. I mean, there's so many things we could be saying that no one's saying but Joe Krause and Jay Doc. And that's why. Well, I got Johnny Doc. Let, let me just say this, and, and, and I can tell you this nobody's prouder than we are either. I mean, that, I, you know, having this show, being able to bring Mike Barnes on, on, on the program, and I'll tell you, Mike, and, and talk about the successes that you are, John, and the things that we've done uh, with, 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 with um, you know, the safety and, and, and leading the country and all that. But what a pleasure it is right now having Mike Barnes on this program. I was, when I was looking, uh, you know, when new Mike was coming on, I, I looked at the last interview, and it was in December, and it was a difficult time. It is such a pleasure having Mike on right now. Uh, now that we're coming out of this thing, and we got so much work on on, on the on the books, and we appreciate obviously the shout out, Johnny Doc, but it's because nobody's prouder than we are. So, uh, Mike, um, awesome job. Uh, you know, we really appreciate. Um, and like you said, you, the, the programs you guys put together to keep our men above water during this thing, our men and women. Um, you know, it's a great example of what our labor community does, but it's really a great example of what, of what you've done as a leader with, with your team over at IOTC 8 and across the country. Man, we couldn't be prouder of you, my friend. And it's a you team, Joe. I mean, the building trades, when we were out of work, I can't tell you how many calls we got offering us jobs for our members to go work on building trades jobs, you know, just to, just to throw some hours there. And don't forget, our next big event, John, will be the NBA Finals. And how many building trade unions <laughs> ah, will be involved in that it. production? <laughs> down the Wells Fargo <laughs> Center, there's 17 unions down there, right? Every one of us. Those players don't get seen anywhere without us. Absolutely. We Absolutely. carry all the cameras. You know that, Michael, between the both of us. The hey, cameras, listen, the, the lights, Sixers, the floor the gets down, the heating, the air conditioning. 3422. I, uh, I mean, there's, they played about 11 players already. Uh, they're going to end the first quarter up probably close to 20 points. They're rolling. And you're right, Michael. I, I see, you know, it's going all the way to the finals, and this could be a big year. And it'll be in front of a capacity crowd. And it'll and it's funny. I I was at uh, a couple places this week. Both places, okay, told me that they were you know with the whatever the regulations and limits are, seventy five percent seating or whatever. Told me that the seventy six hundred games had a couple of restaurants in town, especially around the bar. Mom, okay, it's just a good feel to be out and see people again. You know, no doubt. The John Thanks Doherty Hour. Yeah, Mike Barnes joining us here on the John Doherty Hour uh, on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Uh, we'll get to a commercial break. The show rolls on back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on the John Doherty Hour as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 
WPHT, as John mentioned, Sixers basketball tonight. Game three, Sixers rolling in the first quarter. We'll try and update you one more time uh, before we punch out of here uh, at the top of the hour. John, I do want to transition out of your conversation with Mike Barnes uh, and ask about the building trades uh, business managers meeting uh, with Mayor Kenny. Uh, I saw it on the pre-show agenda uh, conversation about lax L&I enforcement uh, tell us about it. When did the meeting occur? What was the, and what was the conversation like? Well, it was this week, and I'm surprised. I told you, you'd never let me go one show without asking <laughs> me uh, about a topic that's a little sensitive. Well, there's one, the Philadelphia building trades, you know, we're thinking about uh, uh, filing a major, you know, uh, lawsuit. And it, it, it could be anything from class action to, Rico, there's there's a series of people that uh, are just you know absolutely against the Philadelphia building trades and giving cover to people who haven't paid taxes in years. I mean, there's people that are well documented to walk around this town with pocketfuls of cash and an armed guard on the weekend in North Philadelphia in some of the the, the uh, bigger houses that were built. And if you pull the permits, we told the mayor we could give them five thousand permits where there wasn't one tax paid on that job site that we can document based on the contractors who pulled the permits. We can probably have the permits were undersized, and it's people inside L&I that have allowed that to go on. And they will hide behind, oh, well, you know, we're under investigation, and, and I say, who cares? You know, I've been under investigation my whole life. Okay? What happens is that comes with its part of a, it's an occupational hazard when you do business in this town. Okay, and we built this town up. We fixed the hospitality industry. We changed benefits so that everybody in this town, we wrote the laws for, for nationally for the pandemic. You know, I get tired of when people say, oh, the Philadelphia building trades were John. You know, there was a period of time, one, one cycle. I was the chairman of the Redevelopment Authority when we put the, the first and best good government policies in distribution of housing around. I was the chairman. I was, the, I was the head of the Riley Club at the same time, okay? It's when the Riley Club grew and took it from a more elite charity to an inner-city charity and put after-school programs for kids of all colors, and the first one I put in place was at Bach. And then you turn around and you take a look at it. I was the treasurer of the Democratic Party. That's when they had it. Prior to me, people were signing checks with the name of Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, and the addresses when they received the check from the party was either uh, – some uh, 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 Catholic school or funeral parlor with, a, with a, a guy by the name of Jeff Meinhardt. I became a very straight laced judge prior to him becoming a judge. He, him and myself sat in a room and wrote the rules to change, to put the democratic party in Philadelphia back on the straight and narrow. Okay. Well, I, I was running the, the local 98 at the time when we grew into a significant employer and part of the fabric of Philadelphia. Okay, so don't have some guy, okay, who is doing something, and I have my understandings and allegations, you know, in L&I, okay, who on one hand is a racist, and another thing is someone who just doesn't like the unions. So we went to the mayor and we said, look, we got a guy on his Facebook said that, check this out, on his Facebook, okay, and I reported this to the city solicitor four years ago, who happened to be of color at the time, okay, and I said, listen, here's a guy that says, Okay, 
that he reads the Quran when he goes home so he understands what the enemy's doing. Could you imagine if that was a Philadelphia building trades class person? Okay, they'd be taking them out in cuffs. Yeah. It seems to be a pretty it seems to be a pretty consistent message each week on this show that there's two sets of standards in government and law for the Philadelphia building trades and its leadership. Okay, especially when it comes to the enforcement of law and the enforcement of code. So we went in and we had a good conversation. The mayor understands he's got a problem there. Okay, and I said to him, Hey, listen, you had a problem, very sensitive topic. Okay, the health department. Okay, they had remains, okay, that were misplaced. Okay, the mayor, of course, with a little political pressure and also doing the right thing, okay, is going to reorganize the, the health department in the city of Philadelphia and terminate it, Dr. Farley. Okay, after he promoted him forever. Well, we can give him legitimate, okay, case law that's being violated every day. Every day. And codes that are not being enforced. And two separate sets of laws. And nothing's being done. And he knows it. Okay? And it was, he was very proactive. And we told him, we want the inspector general. We want the city solicitor. We want any outside government agency in on these things. We could care less. Okay? And we're probably going to file some major lawsuit when we wanted to give a heads up. Okay? And we have one case after another. Wayne Miller has about five laws. We can take you tomorrow with a TV camera crew, any government agency around. We can take you to five or six major jobs, and we can show you, okay, how Wayne has notified people that these jobs are in violation of the law and nobody's done anything. They've either been inspected lately, inspected via Zoom, or inspected or not inspected at all. Via okay. Zoom, that's an interesting inspection. Yeah, well, listen, you know, you know, it's a little tongue-in-cheek, okay? But mm -hmm. there's two sets of standards, and there's one, and there has to be one. And the facts are, you know, we've had, you know, we have a lawyer by the name of Joe Pedrazzo who makes a living, you know, proving these type of things. And you're just adding up the money. I mean, it's it's amazing, you know, and and, and it's it, it's you know the, the money is costing the city. You know, if you you live in one of these neighborhoods. Okay, and you don't get your trash picked up all the time. Okay, and you don't have clear water coming out of your water fountain in your recreation center. And you don't have a pool that doesn't open. Okay, and then, and then you might have short dumping in your community or you don't have a legitimate baseball program or a library that's open. Okay, you might want to pay attention to this lawsuit because we can prove that there's hundreds of millions of dollars that have willingly been ignored. And I'm not saying the mayor, and I'm not saying it's just this administration. It goes way back. Remember this much. You know, we have a kid by the name of Brian Edis who called 311 about eight times on a job where somebody died that nobody did anything to. Myself and a guy by the name of Bill Sorter, from, he's, the, he's the owner of Elliot Lewis, we were, were walking down Market Street. You've heard this story a hundred times. The Salvation Army job. We said, I told Mayor Nutter at the time, somebody's going to die on your watch if you don't do something on that job. You know, sorry to say, a whole bunch of people died. And, and I also asked the questions. You never heard about the 10 or 12 people that are working on that site, okay, that ran down a subway stop. We've never to be heard from again, right? Okay, there were 10 people working on that site. They can document it, run them down. Where are they at? Again, if they were sold off a building trades and a building fell down and seven people, you know, the front page of the Daily News until they found who worked on that job. 
You know, it's not a political thing. It's a real thing. And that's why this show is, is very good. You'd be shocked how many people call me and say, hey, you know, and they all laugh about, hey, give me some good food each week. I'll do that before we wrap up. Talk a little sports. But tell us what's going on, man. Tell us the stuff that doesn't happen. You know, you know, show us that, you know, the things that you guys, thank God, just have internal fortitude and you're not afraid to challenge. And that's what that meeting was about. That meeting was about, hey, listen, if you're going to fix places, let's start with L&I. It's costing the taxpayers opportunities to have clean pools and things like that. Okay? It's costing the city tons of revenue. It's costing people a lot of decent jobs. Okay? And we can give them 5,000 permits. We're not sure any taxes were paid. And we know for a fact guys are walking around North Philly paying cash. <laughs> At one time we had one guy who was like 90 years old. He pulled like 85% of the electrical permits. Could you imagine if that was somebody with us? <laughs> He would have been cuffed ten times. That guy said he retired. Gracefully, I must say. Okay? Come on. Somebody's got to do something, and we're hoping this mayor finally, you know, cracks the mold of saying, oh, well, you know, it's the culture there. Not the culture. It's the corruption there. They got their C's mixed up. The John Doherty Hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A short break. We're going to take a 60-second break and wrap it up on the other side. Plus, we'll get a Sixers update from John before we say goodbye back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause are presented by DC33, Local 1637, News Guild 10, and IBEW Local 98. Choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor when planning your next project. Fast hour on a Saturday night to John Doherty Hour along with J. Doc M. Joe Krause. This is the John Doherty Hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Uh, John, we only have four minutes left, but I want to ask you about something that sounds almost surreal to me. Uh, it's about mass timber uh, in construction. Uh, evidently, uh, University of Pennsylvania is using it for a six-story engineering building. Um, and they're they're utilizing lumber uh, instead of steel, um, you know, up to six to eight stories. Tell me, t- tell us about that because it sounds insane. Yeah, well, there's not much to talk about yet. It's still, it, you know, it's being conversed. It's used in Canada more than it's used in the United States. You know, steel got real high, but the price of wood just got really, really high. And lumber is extremely expensive these days, so I'm not sure it's cost-effective anymore. There's still a lot of concerns about it, you know, holding water and being flammable, and they're still talking about, you know, things that they have to do there. And, again, it, the, the reason they're telling you six to eight stories, there's places that I've discussed going bigger, but they're not sure that, you know, we would handle, you know, some sort of accident or some sort of uh, hurricane, et cetera. So it's still exploratory, six to eight stories, and, you know, we're, we're really good – you know, our people at Penn and our people at these campuses are always trying to do something new and something cutting edge, and we respect that. We just want to do it safely, and we want to do it with the Philadelphia building trades. And, you know, again, we have a history with steel as well as we do with lumber, but, you know, I mean, it's just right now we, we would be uh, involved in the process, but I wouldn't recommend it until it's thoroughly vetted out, and we'll get through it in a little bit. I'll, I'll keep can I, can I give you my, John, can I give you my insight on it? Two minutes, yeah. Yeah. From where I'm coming from? From from Ironworkers Local 401, I'll just take a shot at this. Uh, nothing stronger than steel. So that's that's yeah. my two cents. Absolutely. Um, let me let me jump on this. Sixers still rolling. I have no idea what's going on with the Phillies right now. Okay, I thought they were going to be much better. The Flyers uh, have to trade. 
have to trade Giroux and all them guys. They got to dump. They got to start moving around. And I think the Eagles will be better than uh, we expect. Hey, hey Krause, I and I always like to touch on food someplace. You know, we, we had a meeting the other day, and some people took that takeout from a place called uh, Chicks on on Washington Avenue. I got, had a a uh, capizzi sandwich. Of course, it had the mozzarella and the tomato, and it had all kind of peppers, and it had eggplant parmesan on it. It also had this pesto basil mayonnaise that was knocked out. Best sandwich I had in a long time. I think it's around 18th, 19th, 20th on Washington Avenue. Uh, but we had takeout for one of our meetings at the union. So that's, that's, my, food of, that's my food of the week. Uh, and, Doc, uh, that so- Doc, that sounds like a potential destination for a countdown to kickoff special leading into the home <laughs> opener, my friend. I love it. <laughs> hey, listen, the easiest way to get Krause to travel is to show him the menu. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, good stuff tonight. And, John, I'll get about a minute left until uh, we've got to say goodbye, but I did want to give you the last minute um, again just to um, pay honor to those that have fallen um, I know it's a sensitive and dear subject of yours, as it is J-Doc and mine as well. I'll give you last word. Yeah, two, two quick things. As it pertains to the veterans, you know, it's, it's a program, a nonprofit, Helmets to Hard Hats. Wayne Miller and a few people in town, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that the next week or so. I want to get the information out so that anybody out there, you heard Michael talk about, you know, a lot of opportunities about to come. So especially our veterans, I want to give them the number. Uh, the Multi-Veteran Center especially, you've heard me talk about that before. That's right down on 4th and Arch. Also, last week I talked about uh, vaccinations becoming an issue. You see the federal government said that it's now okay to require people to be vaccinated before you go to work. We knew that was happening. That's why the Philadelphia Building Trades are going to try really hard. We're going to start at the IBEW Union Hall at 3rd and Jackson. If we get the approval, we'll start making sure everybody and anybody in the next month or so six weeks who wants to get vaccinated has the ability to get vaccinated. Thank you. I hope everybody has a safe and dry Memorial weekend. And Krause and uh, J-Doc, there's nobody better than you two to promote what we do for a living. We, all we do is work to stay middle class. Good stuff, right tonight from, good stuff tonight from John Doherty. This is the John Doherty Hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. On behalf of John, on behalf of J-Doc, On behalf of all of our veterans, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSCME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.